Hey man fam, happy weekend. Hope everyone's doing well out there. The Green Knight just dropped on Video On Demand. You know, some people have been asking us our thoughts on it since we're such big David Lowry megaphones. But the audience for this one is way more limited than what we typically talk about on our main feed. So we got the full hour-long review up on the VIP feed, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. If this interests you, sign up there for conversations like this. Here's a little preview. Man, I was so pumped for Mavs Man when Mavs Man came out yeah. in like 1995 or something. Ugh, I was, so I'm cool. pumped for... Uh, I mean, it wasn't cool at Mavrello all. Mavrello really Belovic. <laughs> all right. Oh, um, movie. Hey, this is relevant because this director's from here. Yeah, so this is a Dallas, we tied Dallas, together. Dallas audience we're talking to uh, today. So yeah, this movie, The Green Knight... It's a movie that... I think uh, this qualifies as a picture. A picture. A film. Uh, this one is one that came out, or was supposed to come out uh, last, uh, I believe, March around. Yeah. Uh, around the spring, right. around the time the COVID hit. It was supposed mm -hmm. to come out, and then they delayed it to the summer. And then they were like, all right, that's not going to work either. And then they just put it, pushed it to this year. And um, this was one... That uh, you've kind of said at the outset, Brian, has no audience. So yeah. it didn't really matter when or how or why they put it out. It was just got to do what it did and no matter what. And I think this one was showing at our, our local uh, AMC here by me, the closest AMC by me downtown for about a week. And I didn't see it that week. And then uh, a week passed and I went I went to go see it for the pod because uh, we did a I couldn't make the pod last week and so we did Green Knight this week and uh, it wasn't showing anymore there at the main mm -hmm. one they already mm -hmm. pushed it out and so I had to go to or not had to go I got to go to a lovely little theater here in Fort Worth Brian um, the Grand mm -hmm. Berry Theater I don't know if you've been there oh yet. nice yeah that place is great yeah it's nice there. little fun yeah right down the road for me uh, one screen uh, you know, they, they have three showings a day, one in the morning of one movie and then, uh, kind of kind of evening of another. And then they have like a late, late night movie. So they were showing nine days, the Winston Duke movie at noon mm. or two o'clock or something. And then they showed uh, green night at six o'clock and then, uh, night was moonrise kingdom after green night. So okay. that would have been a nice little back to back, but it, man, what a cool theater. It had like sofas as the seats in there. Have you you've been there, right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I haven't gotten to see a movie there yet, but I I'm I'm I've got it bookmarked. Yes, like my, yeah, they've got a little uh, a Patreon thing where you, I think it's twenty bucks a month where you can see any movie anytime. So nice. And I think they've got an a a twenty four distribution deal. It seems like because they had the Val Kilmer doc uh, there last week. It was last week they were showing the Val Kilmer doc and Green Knight back to back. I was like, man, that that is a Kent Garrison. <laughs> Yeah, session right sure. there i should have just uh knocked both of those out but i did see the val doc already so um didn't need to do that but it's another discussion for another day but yeah man the, the crowd showed out for this one though i mean i expected to be the only person here i mean it's probably a 50 seat theater like full capacity but mm -hmm. there was probably 15 people there or something sure. on a that's cool random friday uh you know random friday on a one screen theater in downtown. So like people 
kind of are seeking this out. I feel like that know Lowry and know what this is and are interested in this, but the mass appeal just wasn't there for the uh, wide release that they did. So they've scaled it back already. I mean, look, this movie made $14 million. That's, I mean, that's uh, even pre pandemic, I would have said 20 million, you know? So, I mean, that's, it, it did fine. There's, Watching this movie, I I did harp on this all year, and I, I I think I was right. I mean, watching the movie, you you can see there's so much visual aspect to it that I can totally understand why. I I certainly understand why David Lowry would want it to be to wait until it can go into theaters, and I and I, I get why, uh, what you know why it was held by, is this a twenty four or is it yes, um, yeah okay, I can see why a twenty four. Uh, would want to hold it to get there but at the same time i part of it is there's like there's so how many weeks last year not just like march to may but even in november were we like can we please just watch a movie can we please see a decent movie that isn't a netflix original kind of movie and so that's part of it is being grouchy about that not not happening but but yes i it's kind of it's a little funny that this one was held for so long given that there was no world in which it was ever going to make like a ton of money and stuff. But I do understand a 24 is in the filmmaker business and I'm sure David Lowry was not like super keen on signing up to, to send his movie directly to Apple plus or Amazon prime or, or, or whatever. Oh yeah. So, I mean this, this, I mean, I did, I saw it on a smaller screen, but it felt like a big screen experience sure. that needed to, needed to be had. And yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I don't think this ever was gonna was gonna set the world on fire in terms of the finances. But a twenty four is not in the business of really making money. Uh, essentially, sure. Let's talk about David Lowry a bit because he's somebody I've followed uh, since Pete's Dragon. When I saw that, I was like, "Who the hell did this?" <laughs> and yeah. uh, saw David Lowry and looked him up, and only seen he did. Anthem Body Saints and a couple of shorts and that and um was like, wow, this guy's from Dallas. I need to follow this guy. And then, you know, all the movies he released thereafter were just awesome too. And I was like, who is this guy? And he's so versatile and could do so much with so little and um had this this wide appeal, yet this kind of Oscar y quality to everything he was doing. And so far, I'm trying to think, and maybe correct me if if I'm wrong, or or tell me who is if it's not him. But he might be like the director that I most anticipate sure. their movies when they come out. Now, I mean, trying maybe Ari Aster is going to be up there for me with uh with with his movies, but or Chazelle. But it's not at the level of David Lavery. Like I know I'm in for something special mm-hmm. every time I see something that he does. And I mean, what a setup this guy has. Think about this. He's got a a major blockbuster deal with Disney where he can develop and do projects for Disney, the biggest production company in the world, and then do his own fun I want to be David Lowry projects with the dopest indie label out there in A24. Who's just like, sure. yeah, whenever you want to make 
a $10 million movie come at us and we'll, and we'll put it out. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the greatest setup of any modern filmmaker where he can do both. He can make Pete's dragon. He can make this Peter Pan movie. He can do all that kind of stuff. And nobody's going to care who directed it and make a ton of money. And then he can still be the awesome indie credibility guy on the side. Like, I don't think I've ever seen somebody do both of those so flawlessly, both, both industries, basically. Yeah, dude. uh, I mean, we should maybe just like reach out to him and be like, Hey, you want to hang out and be on the the show and stuff? Cause I feel like we've been trumpeting him. Not that a, he doesn't deserve it because he he very much does, but, but, and, and be not that we're alone in this, but like, I loved Ain't Them Body Saints. Uh, I thought it was a really, really interesting movie, and and you could kind of see. It's not a. Uh, how would I say that? It's it's one of those movies that you can see the the ambition of the filmmaker, and it's like you can definitely tell. Oh, this is somebody who is just kind of starting, and they're doing this. Like whoa, <laughs> like that. That really, I mean, it's the same with, you, you mentioned Damien Chazelle, so that's very similar with, with Whiplash, where you watch Whiplash and you're like, oh, whoa, this is, this is this guy's kind of like his first movie? Are you serious? Like, what is this guy going to do? All right, there you go, Main Feed Man fam. The full episodes on madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP where we really dig into the Green Knight fully. Hope you enjoy. We'll see you there.